It's 1029 The Hog with Born and Mandy. So one of the big, uh, the top streaming net shows on Netflix right now is Kai the Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker, which is a true story if you don't know the story. And let's welcome in an integral part to it. In fact, the, the, the guy who leads off the show, if you haven't watched it or if you have watched it, uh, our own Jessup Reisbeck from CBS 58 News Anchor. Jessup, thanks for the time. I appreciate uh, you talking to us here. Oh, Borna, Mandy, thanks uh, Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I don't even know where to start with this, Jessup. And I was thinking driving in today how I wanted to ask this first question. And forgive me if I'm stumbling over myself, and hopefully you get the point. Because this story is it's so crazy that you couldn't even – no one could write it as a, its own TV show because it's so just bizarre. And I kind of – I vaguely remember when it happened, and I knew the, the beginning and ending, but certainly not the, the, how it played out and all the details to it. So I'm wa- as I'm watching, and I finished it last night, and by the way, great job on it to you and everybody that was interviewed on it. It's a great, great storytelling all around. Um, Appreciate it. It's crazy. It's crazy for me to watch. Going, okay, what's next, and what, and how does how does Kai go on this path? How how I can't imagine what it's like for you being so close to it. Or is it this is this is something that happened, and you're a part of. You're the first touch point for him, the first news reporter on site with the with the first incident. That was it. Is it kind of just normal to talk about for you? Because I still, or do you think, oh man, I can't believe this is crazy, and I'm such a I'm such an integral part of the story. Uh, yeah, uh, a little bit of everything that you said, man. I swear I tried to work this out and try to practice it verbally. And I'm like, I have no idea. I don't even know if that was a question, but do you kind of understand what I'm getting at? Do your best. It's, it's, it was bizarre for me to watch. I can't imagine what it's like for you to be part of it. you guys. Have a good day. No, no, I appreciate it. I totally get your kind of, you know, jumbledness in your brain trying to put this story into words and uh you know uh because it is it is very difficult um you know raw production was the company that put it together and they you know they put together 10 years of uh, of an incredible uh story in an hour and a half um you know so and it's got there's so much um you know just disbelief when you watch it amazement uh entertainment happiness um you know all these positive emotions and then, you know, there's also, you know, terrible sadness and heartache and uh, pain and, um, you know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of sadness, you know, um, knowing where, uh, where Kai ends up uh, right now, at least, and, uh, you know, another guy's dead. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a roller coaster of a, of a story. And, um, you know, it is, it is uh, hard to kind of wrap my mind around, um, you know, that it's, it's been you know, a big part of my, a big part of my life for sure. Um, and now, you know, I always knew the story, I always knew the story needed to be told and, and should be told, uh, you know, Kai deserved it to be told. Um, you know, unfortunately he, he didn't want to be a part of the documentary cause he didn't want to, uh, you know, risk any, um, jeopardizing any of his appeals process. Um, so a lot of his side of the story, um, you know, wasn't in it. Um, uh, and, and, you know, raw production did their best to, to in, you know, um, intersperse him in it. You know, his, it was the first time I've ever seen his interrogation. Um, you know, some of his, uh, prison videos that he's released, um, you know, they got in there, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of 
his story isn't in it because he's the only one that has that information as far as you know corruption within the Union County uh, legal system. You know he, the, the gentleman that's dead is a lawyer, so you can imagine you know the connections that Kai says he has to the to the legal system and to the law enforcement out there. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's been a it's been a journey and a half, you know, and I just hope somehow, you know, the, the documentary, um, you know, a big reason why I did it was to keep, you know, to get his story out there and in, even in a bigger, in a bigger way. And I hope that somehow this, this helps him, you know, whether it's uh, another trial or, you know, getting moved to a mental facility instead of, you know, one of the worst prisons in the world. Um, and, you know, I, I hope somehow it helps the Galfi family, um, you know, see the story in a different way and see, see maybe help them in some way as well. Now, at the very beginning of the documentary, when they're talking to you, you get a call from Kai. Are you still in contact with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, he, he's been, um, I, I've kept him uh, in the loop on everything that's been going on from day one. I mean, you know, I lost, I lost contact with him after Jimmy Kimmel. And then he went on, you know, he went on his way up north and then over to New York. And I, I didn't talk to him again until he was in jail. Um, but, you know, for several years now, we've been in regular contact uh especially when the when the production company started coming to me wanting to make a wanting to make a film you know i wasn't going to do anything without you know talking to him about it and stuff like that you know it's his story um so yeah i mean we're in, we're in, and especially throughout the making of the documentary we were in very regular contact uh he always wanted to know what's going on um you know i i kept him up to speed on what was going on uh he gave me his blessing to do the documentary um you know he said if, if there's anyone i want talking about me in a documentary it's you um so uh yeah he, he's up he's up to speed you know I, I talked to him he called me on friday it, the, the doc was released on tuesday and he called me on friday and i was looking at my phone and i knew you know obviously the number that he was calling from and i knew it could go either one of two ways you know one he's going to be upset about the documentary uh he's going to kind of regret it and be upset and that was going to crush me and i knew that would affect me you know throughout this whole process of what should be a, a an amazing experience having you know one of the top movies all around the world instead you know i could be crushed or if he was happy and joyful you know i would it would make my day and everything and i pick up the phone and he's first words out of his mouth were bro how's my how's my favorite cbs 58 news anchor you know, that, that that haircut man he's like what is that a 500 hundred dollar la haircut you know i'm proud nice. i'm proud of you you nice. know i'm um i'm happy for you and stuff like that so that, yeah. that that really was a big weight lifted you know he wasn't he wasn't completely happy with everything in the documentary and how some people you know talk sure. about him of and portray not. him and stuff like that which you know that, that but that's part of the story you know so um yeah, so we'll see. His, oh. his, his story is, is not over yet, I don't think. Well, Jessup, you always have solid hair when I watch you on CBS 58 and throughout the documentary, <laughs> so you always, always look sharp there, my friend. Um, yeah, I know. It's not a $500 L.A. haircut, I promise <laughs> you. It's, 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 a, it's a hometown haircut from here in Milwaukee. Very good. Uh, you know, and clearly, when you watch the documentary, you quickly developed a relationship for him. You advocated for him. I, it, it, this friendship, this bond... Uh, was formed rather quickly as you were the you know, the main and the only touch point to him for for a while there. What what are your feelings towards him now? It's got to be hard to see somebody that you advocated for then, you know, accused of, convicted of a crime, now doing you know time for a serious crime. What that's got to be some sort of conflict for you. What's can you describe that somehow? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it was it was difficult, you know, because I always had to you know keep my you know journalistic integrity and report on these things. 
Um, but at the same time, you know, yeah, you, I, I grew to grew to care about this guy, and you know, there's um, there's there's a lot of questions. And again, you know, if he was part of the documentary, it would have been a lot easier to to get that you know perspective. But you know, there's there's a lot of um, you know questions that I've even heard from people after watching it. Why is a seventy some year old man taking home a twenty some odd you know homeless kid to begin with? Um, you know, Ty has uh, has a lot of questions. Uh, you know, he says they hid evidence. He says he was railroaded in his trial. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that I still think need to be answered and, and talked about, um, and hopefully. You know that that will this will help that. Um, but no, as far as uh, you know, as this was all going down and emotional, um, it was it was tough, man. Like um, I did grow to care about him. I knew, you know, I knew he went through a lot uh, as a child and had a tough, you know, a tough life on the hitchhiking and being a transient and stuff like that. Um, so you know, and then to have him end up where he did when you know he literally could have had anything in the world that he wanted. Um, you know, it's just not how it's just not how he's wired, and not what he wanted. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was it was tough because I just I just tried my best all you know throughout the whole process and every day just to you know do my best for him and you know protect him in a way you know if he needed protecting you know guiding him um, and just uh, you know being there for him and, and trying to um, you know unleash all these opportunities that he had but um, you know. Uh, in the end, it's, of course, I left everything up to him, and um, you know, just let him do his thing and be his his own person. Because there's no there's no way you can put a guy like this in a box or or you know control him in any way. Um, it was uh, it was uh, it was a tough it was a tough run for sure. There were tough times, but um, yeah. So it, it sucks where he's at, and it sucks that another guy's dead. I'd like to ask you about the documentary itself in general. Number one is how much did you freak out and celebrate when you saw that, oh my God, I have the number one Netflix movie? Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's very hard to wrap my mind around. You know, I mean, I get messages from, you know, literally two minutes before I called called you guys. I mean, I got a message um, from some guy in Colombia in Spanish, and I had to put it into Google to see what it means in English. And it's just like everyone loves you in Colombia, loves Ty's story. You know, pulling for every, you know, pulling for him in Colombia and like everywhere around the world. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a it's an amazing thing. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity to to be part of something like this. Um, but you know, at the same time, you know, like I can't you know, talk about the happiness and the joy without talk about the you know the heartbreak and mm-hmm. sadness and uh, you know the stuff that comes with it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's like the epitome of um, of bittersweet for me for sure. Sure. And let's talk about where you were when they were talking to you. They made it seem as though that was your residence. Come on, Jessup. Did you oh, actually no, live no, there? No, no. no, yeah. Uh, so in, that was out in L.A. They flew me out in October of 21. And the interview house and the pool house were two different houses. They're both in, like, L.A. Yeah. And um, a big business out in L.A. Um, is, you know, people, I'm sure there's a website or whatever. And people just rent their houses yeah. by the hour for mm-hmm. You know, for shoots, whether it's TV shows or you can use your imagination for other stuff, I don't know. But, um, you know, this, these are both rented houses, set houses, and, um, you know, it's funny just working with these people that are the best in the world at making these films. You know, the, the, the interview house looks just absolutely gorgeous on, on film. And it was. It was a nice house. I mean, it's probably a $3 million house in, in uh, you know, uh, Manhattan or, you know, L.A. But uh, it wasn't that 
amazing when I was inside it. So I was kind of like mm-hmm. looking around. I was like, well, this is kind of, you know, weird. As a director, <laughs> this Colette Camden is just a genius. Uh, you know, just assured me. She's like, just trust me. It's going to look unbelievable on camera. You know, they see they see the different lighting and how the light comes through the windows and the, the different pieces of furniture. And they just have a different eye than a normal person. And, and she was right. It looked uh, it looked amazing on film. But yeah, no, not not my house here in uh, in Milwaukee. L <laughs> A oh, is one of those places you could walk into a three million dollar house and go, eh, it's it's okay. Right. I guess it's, it's like, eh, it, yeah. I guess it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so the, the, uh, it's so bizarre. Property and uh, real estate in L A, as you guys probably know, is yeah. Is it weird when they're like, okay, now let's get some B-roll of you like sitting on the bed using a laptop in some loungewear. <laughs> Act like you're about to jump into the pool. Right, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that weird? You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's always a little awkward. You know, I, I obviously have a, a little background in it, you know, going on news shoots sure, and, yeah. you know, re- recreating stories. You, you oftentimes promise people like, look, I know this is going to feel weird, but it's going to look good on camera once we air. So I had that in the back of my mind. So I knew they knew what they were doing. Um, you know, I was not planning on them only using me taking off my shirt and jumping in a pool. You know, they had, they How many had times did you have to do that? Just, on, just once, thankfully. You know, okay. they had, they, but they, after I jumped in, they had me swim like, I don't know, 10, 20 laps. They're like, just keep swimming. We're getting different angles. And I'm yeah. That's like, hard, hard, hard That's hard work. And then all they use is five seconds of me, you know, taking off my shirt and jumping in. So, oh, um, man. Yeah, yeah but it's. I mean, as you saw, I mean, they came, it came together beautifully. Just their, you know, how they their visions and um, how they how they lighting and just everything. I mean, it was it, it's incredible to you know go through it and then see the final product. It's uh, Jessup Reisbeck, CBS 58 news anchor. Peace tonight on CBS 58 at 10 o'clock, getting more in-depth with uh, Kai the Hatchet-wielding Hitchhiker. If you haven't seen the Netflix documentary, it is amazing, as as Jessup alluded to you. I mean, you'll you'll laugh at parts. Mm-hmm. Tremendous sadness. I think, and Jessup, what's 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 fascinating to me as I watch this is there's touch points of a lot of societal ills that we talk about a lot today, mm-hmm. as opposed to ten years ago when this was all going down in 2013. You've got you know social media and that impact and how dangerous that kind of meteoric rise can be. Mental health issues, homelessness, all that. It's all kind of uh, woven through this entire thread of this of this hour and a half. Uh, it gets piece you on in Netflix. the feels. Like yeah. it really grabs you. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you bringing up the points. Um, you know, yeah, this was 10 years ago, so social media was definitely not the, the beast that it is now. It was obviously very powerful and big, but, you know, there was no TikTok. I don't know if there was Instagram. Twitter and Facebook were just kind of in their, you know, beginnings of taking off. Uh, YouTube was not used how it is now as far as, you know, news, news outlets uploading stuff. Um, it was kind of at the beginnings as well. Um, so yeah, it was a different beast as far as social media, and then mental health for sure was, uh, you know, 10 years ago it was not at the um, the forefront as it is now, and um, you know, that's definitely a lot of feedback that, uh, you know, I've gotten um, about the documentary, uh, about his mental health, and, you know, I, I appreciate that, and I, I totally understand, and I hope, again, I hope this documentary helps him um, in that aspect one way or another, or many, um, but I mean, I hope people also understand, again, it was 10 years ago, you know, I'm not a Doctor, I I was just a I was just a, a you know a human being trying to do my best for this guy and um, you know provide him with any opportunities that he wanted and, and you know my best way of trying to you know help him was just kind of loving him and being there for him and uh, you know knowing that uh, you know I'm, I'm a friend and I I'm here to support him any way I can and uh, look out for him so yeah it. Uh, it's a, it's a different piece now, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we can we can uh, get to the bottom of some of the stuff. 
A final question for you, Jessup, and of course we'll watch it tonight on CBS 58, kind of more of a deep dive on the uh, on this uh, documentary now. Are you enjoying being the the subject of the interview versus being the interviewer all these times because it's probably a very in in our business it's a it's a rare uh, it's a rare opportunity to be uh, to be on the other side of these questions. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you know I am I am trying to you know enjoy the ride if you will um, you know with all the all the sadness and and pain that does surround it in, in one aspect but uh, you know I'm also. Um, trying to use it as a you know a platform for him and, and the documentary and his story and uh, it is you know it, it's a it's a different beast being on the other side of the on the other side of the questions you know that interview in LA was shoot, I was in that chair for probably twelve hours yeah. just, uh, you know wow. talking about the story yeah, they were long days but and then all this all this uh, kind of interviews that I'm doing all these appearances that I'm doing um, yeah no it's it's uh, it's all good man I'm, I'm trying to uh, you know. Enjoy it day by day and uh, day by day, and um, yeah, live live it the best way I know how. Well, Jessup, you're welcome on our show anytime, man. Fantastic stuff here today, and uh, we'll watch for you tonight, CBS 58 at 10 o'clock. Uh, Mike Kirkhoff doing will be the interview for you, interviewer for you, right tonight? Yeah, exactly, exactly. On the other side of it again, but uh, I appreciate it, Borna and Mandy, and uh, yeah, appreciate you watching the documentary, your kind words, and uh, checking out the story tonight at 10 on CBS 58. Jessup Reisbeck, CBS 58. Watch him every night, especially tonight with uh, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker, which you can catch on Netflix. It's 1029 The Hog.